With Blackwater, I was making $550 a day. I started making $200 a day on Amazon, and that's when I, when I came back when I came back from the last time I went home, and then I came back to Afghanistan. They said, "Hey, we're about to lose a contract, so we got three months left." I was already Gucci because I'm like I'm already making half of the money I'm making here, and I can see the path to growth and me scaling. And that's how I went. That's how I made the transition. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profits Show. I'm your host, Lamar Tyler. And listen, you should be locked in today because we're going to talk about how to take what you got, that product, that service, and blow it up to the next level with my good friend, co-founder of Next Level Ambitions, Tyron Spear. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Good oh, to see you. Always a pleasure to see you. Right, like, like uh, <laughs> we can finish that you're a TSP OG. OG? Been around the community for... For but, years. Whoo, since the time that you filled up the room with, uh, who was it, um, Black Enterprise. Yeah. You was downstairs. Yeah. Because you, you know what? I was <laughs> I was thinking 2016 live, but I forgot you was there before the inception, before Absolutely. that joint. Absolutely. Black Enterprise, when they put me and my man in the basement. Yes. Listen, y'all. Uh... <laughs> I love Black Enterprise. I can't, I can't say that. Let's keep moving. Okay. <laughs> but yo, that that was that was key because I was I was in the SEO space first, right? And all we kept seeing was just white guys, white guys, mm. white guys. So we thought that because we was in this bubble that black guys wasn't doing it big online. They didn't understand automations and all this type of stuff like that. So for me to go to Black Enterprise. Go that first off your I forgot what the name of your presentation was, but it stood out from everything else. You know, the LLCs and the tax and all of this. And then all of a sudden you had like, I don't know what it was, like dominate the internet with automations <laughs> right. or something. It was like, oh, I gotta go see what <laughs> So I go downstairs and the room is packed. And then I was like, all right, cool, let's let's see what they're gonna say. I'm thinking fluff, fluff, fluff. And the next thing you know, y'all like, yeah, so put this in your phone. So the the demonstrative the demonstrative ability that you had immediately just jumped out. So it was like, oh, these dudes are different because now I got the text messages in my phone and they got me filling out a quiz and it was just a whole process. So I was like, oh, let me watch them. So we went from that to I think your next event was like a Facebook Live, like local right here in Atlanta. Yeah. And then you showed up there and you was killing it there. So I was like, all right, what else he got in the can? And the next thing you know, you <laughs> fired all TSP Live and then... It was a wrap from there. That's good, man. Yeah. I, I, I got to, since you talk, I got to set the stage. I got to let y'all, this is, <laughs> this is wild. This probably is one of the wildest events I've ever been a part of. Wow. Uh, 2015, this is 2015, right? Yeah, Black right. Enterprise had the Entrepreneur Summit here in Atlanta. Yep. Um, uh, they let me and my guy Charles Major on to speak. And like I said, it, it was it was a different time right. because we were like the only people in there talking digital marketing exactly. at all. That's true. Everything else was like, they said, very traditional how to Branding. start a franchise, yep. you know, how to do your brand, how to get into um, corporations exactly. and things like that. Yep. Um, but I love, like, shout out to Black Enterprise, I love it. But they had us in the basement. Yeah. Like, like, I think they, they were on like level two of the Marriott Marquis. You had to come down to level one and right. go back down again right. to the basement. Right. Go into the expo hall. You made a left once you got into the expo hall. Cross two, skipped across two crackheads. Right. But remember, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. you had to go into a room where they were selling black art. Right. And then you like came out the expo to the black art room, and then it was like a doorway. You made a right through the black the brother. You was like, yo, what the brother selling John Holyfield exactly. and everything. Like, hey, brother. Right. And then you cut through the room, but you know it was wild. It was even a lesson in that, because when we found out at first, I was like, man, this is crazy. 
Like, I mean, you know, I, I was honored because, you right. know, Black Pride Empire is everything to me. Exactly. So I was honored for the opportunity. Absolutely. But when I got there and I saw where we was at, right. I was just like, this is crazy. But it right. turned out to be a blessing. And this this is what happened. Okay. We get in there, like you say, standing room only. Standing room only. Which is wild. And so, Outside in the hallway, man, too. Man, it's lessons on lessons. For one, the only reason we got that is because we had community there. Mm. And our friends and folks that was there said, hey, you know what? We gonna direct people down. Wow. So they was at the top of every escalator and stuff mm. and running up on people like, hey, you should go to this. Wow. Uh, it, <laughs> they had to tell them how to get, because we're nobody finding their way, right? <laughs> no. So they had to tell them how to get down there. Right. So we had people at all the points in escalators point people down to mm. come. Like you said, it turns up being standing room only. Standing room only, even in the hallway. In all, like we, I remember, like we started asking dudes to like give up their seats for the ladies. That's in right. There. I was, yep, you did. You guys did. But the blessing was because we were down there, which at first we was kind of frustrated about. We only had like a forty-five minute window. Mm. Since we was down there, we went two hours. Because no, what nobody else down, down there. What nobody else down. And we literally, I remember literally being like, "Oh, we just gonna keep going." Right. Because ain't no like there is no. And you guys no were dropping after. bombs too, because it was like, "Oh, you can do what? You can do what?" I, I didn't know anything about Infusion Soft, and man. I was I was I was wild by the fact that I had sent you guys a text message, and next thing you know, I was getting all this information back to my phone. I was like, "Yo, what's up with this?" So <laughs> I, I was just in the SEO bubble. So to see that, I was like, "Oh yeah, these guys are official." Man, so. you, you you know what's, what's wild even about that. Um, I was just having a conversation on a podcast where we talked about, um, I was about the Know Your Worth movement. Mm. And I said, it's cool to a degree. <laughs> to a degree, right? This is unpopular, maybe unpopular opinion. Because mm. so many of the best things in my life happened because I did something for free. Mm. And that talk right there was a free talk. Oh. Like, I was like, can I get a pay? There's like, no. Mm. So I was like, all right, I did my little thing down in the right. basement, right? Got right. my little broom and mop up at the right. end, right? But when I think about traffic sales and profit, right. a lot of the people that have been foundational people, right. yourself, right? You came and spoke at you know, many events, been developed friendship from me. Right. Dino Cummins, right? I right. met at that event. Wow. Um, I mean, just like I can literally go down a line. It's like, and even when I look back at that picture from that mm -hmm. room now, I still be recognizing people like, oh snap, I didn't know. It's mm. people that like never, like you know, you stay all the time like, hey, I was in that room. Right. It's people that never said that. They just hear. Wow. But when I look in that picture, I literally can point out folks to be like, oh, like I thought we knew each other from here, but right. they was in that room that day. Right. So the ability to sometimes you just gotta show up and do the work. You know, it's interesting that you say, you know, sometimes you gotta do something for free. That never really, that never really I never really felt that. I was just like, yeah, you got to do something for free because you can't sell it. You know, that's, that's what I was thinking. But reciprocity is huge. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we kind of miss the mark. Like even when we are delivering, even if I want to deliver some free content to turn around and sell you on something, right. if you don't if you don't feel reciprocity, if you don't feel like, oh my God, he just gave me something and I didn't give him anything, like it's in us to always try. If, I, if you pull up and you see me outside washing your car, you're like, yo, what are you... <laughs> You're like, yo, what are you doing? You're looking around like, yo, what are you doing, right? And it's like, I got, like, I don't know you. Now you out here washing my car. Like, I, I'm in my brain, I'm trying to figure out, like, why is this guy giving me this thing for free? And how do I repay what he just gave me? So a lot of times when we show up, just stretch your content out, right? You got stuff that you, you got stuff that's, that's some gems, but you also got some stuff that you know that you got to put your hand on to really exactly. make magic from it. So cut it up and get that other part away for free and make, and people are naturally going to feel that level of reciprocity to you. And they're going to be like, yo, I got to show up and, 
and give back. And that's what, it, and actually that was the process. I showed up to that event, which was free. I mean, I paid Black Enterprise, right? But I showed up to y'all event. Y'all was dropping all those bombs. The next time you had another event, I was like, well, how much is it? Let me go, let me go to that. How much is that? Let me go to that. And yeah. That, that's good, man. You know, it, it's... The long tail on free can sometimes be long. Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> the that's, dollar on the long tail can be long. Right. <laughs> You know, my one of my life, just general life hacks, right? Somebody like, when the interview going to start? Interview already started. We, we going, right? We like saying we got <laughs> we, 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 we know Jeff for a minute. Yeah. One of my life hacks is to offer value up front, unchained. Like, mm. when I meet people, like, just off the break. Because mm -hmm. for one, um, That's powerful. I'm not at risk. I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, if I tell you the thing, you can duplicate me. Right. Man, we've helped people build like the exact same things, the exact same industries that we've had. Right. When we ran like Black Mary Kids, we helped people build marriage sites just like our site right. for whatever. Because we, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in like you independently are who you are. Right. Especially like in this in this kind of internet world, right? Right. Um, and I feel like because people can, you know, funnel hack, they can copy a lot of stuff, but they can't copy you. Right, exactly. Right, so like as long as you, like your ideas, your vision, right, can't nobody copy that. Right. Um, but what I learned a long time ago, like a lot of times when I meet people, I just try to like, without holding back, offer some type of value to help them or assist them or share something with them. That's probably. And with most people, it's a two-step thing. Number one, it throws them off. Correct. Because they're not used to that. Correct. I can feel your energy when you said, I'm showing up like, Almost on some Jesus Christ type stuff. Like you feel <laughs> that I there's no ulterior motive. Exactly. And every and most time, time we, we looking for it, we exactly. like exactly. Exactly. Where you going? <laughs> exactly. Tell me nothing. And like exactly. nah. And, I'm just here to help. And and it's so many times when I've like created like like it just was a great relationship like that, right? right. It just was like hey, you know, because uh, you know one one of my things I'll do it like this. I'll say when I first meet somebody, you know, we'll be talking about whatever this, mm -hmm. and I'll tell them what's working for us. Right. And I say, hey, this like this is working for us. It right. ain't like hey, it was working for us. I can do it for you. <laughs> ain't none of that. It's just like hey, it was working for us. And right. literally, like I said, most time it kind of jarred right, like, a little why bit. Why would you like, tell me that? Like yeah, right. right. You know that's kind of weird. And then, <laughs> um, you know, they might take something, if, and especially if they can get something they can implement. Exactly. Then if they implement it, oh, we good forever. Right. And then I've got all these like stories of somebody being like, well, Lamar told me something one time. And I mean, and I don't even know what it was. I'm right. like, dude, what was it? I might right. implement it myself. Exactly. You know, you'd be real good at telling other people stuff. <laughs> When I put that joint in place yourself, exactly, right? but, exactly. But, but that piece, man, like just leading with up front, like, hey, here something that can help you, right? And I know you that type of guy, right? Too, where I always see you sharing with people, always see you pulling people, right? You know, years before you ever was doing any type of consulting, right? Or right. Anything, right? right? You've been one of the main dudes I saw, just kind of just giving, exactly, yeah, right? Especially at especially at TSP, like you catch me in that hallway, like I'm like. Pull your laptop open. Let's go through. Even at the even at the last TSP, somebody was there, and uh, I believe the sister was in the mastermind or something. But I was like, "Yo, pull your laptop open. Let's see what you got going on." I was like, "Cause one change, you could be out of here just with one tweak." And it's just about it's just about giving back, man. And that's and that's why I love showing up to TSP is because you feel that love, you feel that energy, you see people striving, you see people trying to get that breakthrough. And if you have something that can change their life, why would you hold that back from them? Because God mm. is going, God is looking at that, and God's going to turn around and bless you. So if you need a door open, you better open the door for somebody else. Mm. <laughs> that's that's what, good. That's the way I look at that. That's good. Yeah. Now, before you became a marketing sensei, right? That you are today, right? <laughs> right. Um, tell us a little bit about your backstory, because because when I met you, mm -hmm. um, like I said, you were SEO guy, right? Um, just kind of move. I feel like you was kind of shifting, transitioning a little bit, right? I was, yeah. But before that, how'd you even get into SEO? 
So I got into SEO because I had invested into a hair salon. So, but while I was investing into the hair salon, I was also building a water plant in Kenya. So, and I'm, and I'm working for Blackwater. I got a top secret security clearance, all this type of stuff like that. And so one day I come back home from Mazar e Sharif, Afghanistan, and I'm like, what's, what's going on with this website thing? And they're like, oh, well, if we can get the website to work, if we can get the website to work, then we'll get more customers into the salon and then we'll be able to blow the salon up. So I always wanted to do something, even when I was in the Marine Corps, I always wanted to do something online to make mm -hmm. money. So I sat down that weekend, actually I went to Barnes and Nobles, grabbed three books on SEO, but then I was like, hold up, I was like, the shortcut is gonna be finding a mentor. So mm -hmm. I was like, if I could find a mentor, he can tell me exactly what I need to focus on and then I'll, I'll be out of here from there. So I went to Facebook, went to all of the groups and started hitting people up and then found this brother named Ayana Tillman. This brother had a mountain of SEO knowledge and internet marketing knowledge. Like, you know, like we got a bunch of stuff on our right. hard drive. He was just like, if you really want to learn this, I'm gonna open my hard drive up to you and you can learn whatever you want to learn. Mm -hmm. So he did and I, and I would just sit, I would just be at the embassy watching and making sure nobody came and blew the place up. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just consuming all of this SEO information and implementing, consuming, implementing, consuming, implementing. Next thing you know, within about six to eight months, the hair salon was on the first page of Google and we had the entire page of Google. And next thing you know, the phone was just constantly ringing and they was doing like half a million dollars a year and they still eating off of that SEO work that I did. Wow. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> Um, how did you then, because you saw results with that, I right? saw results. That's, that's what kept me going, the results. So um, so eventually, I, you know, I'm assuming you transitioned out of the military, right. the Blackwater work. Right. Um, at that time, you're like, hey, I'm just going to be a full-time entrepreneur now because I know how to pull the levers and make the money? No. What happened was Blackwater wind up losing the contract. So um, so it was, like, it was like a couple things that was happening. One... I was one I saw that I started making like uh, so I'm trying so I'm now I'm helping the salon make money So the salon is killing it and then for me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm stuck here in this box I'm making good money, but like unless something blows up or something like that, I couldn't really there was no lifestyle there So I was just really just stuck in this box for four months and then from yeah. there I could go and live my life for like 30 days and I'll be back in this box So it was almost like being in prison. So I was like I need to learn how to make money online so lo and behold, I'm sitting down and mapping everything out and I'm meditating every day, twice a day, day and night. And then I just heard something say, you need to focus on this, this product. And it was like a hair grow product, it was like $5. So I was like, I'm not going, I was like, I'm trying to go from $16,000 a month to $30,000 a month. That's what I was already making with Blackwater. So I was like, my, my paycheck had kept doubling. So I was just thinking that my paycheck just needs to double. Again. It's, <laughs> it's, it's much, much safer work. In, yeah. in the e-com SEO yeah, space, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sitting oh, in the yeah. embassy in Afghanistan, yeah, yeah, yeah. waiting exactly. for something to pop off. Exactly. Home. <laughs> I mean, it's buildings outside. I'm looking for snipers, and it was just, it was just crazy. So, <laughs> lo and be, so lo and behold, I'm sitting there meditating, and then I started running the numbers. And then somebody told me about Amazon, and I could take the SEO skills that I had, and I could apply them to Amazon. If you're a six or a seven-figure entrepreneur, a black business owner, and you don't know where to go. If you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to that gets how you feel or gets the pressures of being a business owner in today's climate, guess what we do? I want to introduce you to the Traffic Sales and Profit Mastermind. Now in the TSP Mastermind, we have a 12 month program that's going to help you reach your next six, seven or eight figures in business over the course of a year. Now along that year, we have one-on-one -on -one coaching, we have accountability, we have community, we have live events and everything you need in order to reach the next level. For more information, visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com.
Mm. So I was like, okay, all of the content that I had gotten from that point. So I was living on the dark side too. So I was on the dark side of the, <laughs> of the SEO world. And we was like pirates of the internet. So it was like, we shouldn't have to pay for anything. So I went from not paying from, I went from, you know, $5,000, $6,000 course. Like I'm getting these courses for free. So now I went from that to, well, you're going to have, in order for you to get on Amazon, you're going to have to spend $16,000. I think it was, yeah, it was like $16,000. I was like, so to go from zero to 16K for a course, I was like, uh, but again, the mentor would told me about this other mentor and was like, the brother's tool that you've been using, this is actually a black dude that built this tool and he's mm -hmm. gonna mentor you. So I was like, oh, sign me up. So off of the strength of that, I signed up with him. He got me in there and, I, and that, with Blackwater, I was making $550 a day. I started making $200 a day on Amazon and that's when, when I came back, when I came back from the last time I went home and then I came back to Afghanistan, they said, hey, we're about to lose a contract. So we got three months left. I was already Gucci because I'm like, I'm already making half of the money I'm making here and I could see the path to growth and me scaling. And that's how I went. That's how I made the transition. And then I had the opportunity to come back. But at that point in time, I was already making money on Amazon. Mm. Yeah. So when you make it on Amazon, this is you selling your product. This is me selling my yeah. product. Yeah, because that's what it was all about. It was all about you getting a private label product and then you turn around and selling it. So I started off, I think, with vitamins, and then I went from vitamins to, or did I start off? Yeah, I think I started off with vitamins. So I found a manufacturer, started off with vitamins, and then I went from vitamins to the own to our own products or the own formulation. So I, so my background in the Marine Corps also was um, um, a petroleum lab specialist. So I was working inside a laboratory. So and because I was investing into this hair salon, I started studying the chemistry of hair care mm -hmm. products. And then because I was doing some other research in naturopathic medicine, I combined all of that stuff together. And then I was like, okay, well, let's come up with this hair oil. And then that's what I launched to Amazon. And then, the, and then with the SEO, it ranked number one and then the sales started coming in. So then I had the sales from the oil and the sales from the vitamins. Mm. Should most business owners, if they're watching, so you got e-commerce business owners watching, one, yeah. one of the biggest questions always here about is Amazon or not. Right. Like people like, nah, I don't want to do it. They want to steal my stuff. Other people like, hey, you should do it because you know, on your own site, you're looking for customers. All the customers are already there, right? right so right. you do like, like, what's your take in today's climate for that? Because I'm sure things have changed over the years too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, so when it comes down to running ads and, and spending money, right? So when we were running ads on Facebook, I always saw the sales would increase on Amazon, mm. whether I did anything or not. Amazon has their own platform. You can do PPC and the whole nine. Will Amazon steal your product? They can somewhat steal your product. Like, if you know you just got this product off of Alibaba and now you didn't throw it up on Amazon, well, I mean, they can go find your product. I mean, I can go find all of the products that Kim Kardashian makes and a lot of these big, a lot of these big mm -hmm. uh, gym sharks. I can go find all these suppliers and knock their stuff off, but are you going to have the brand, right? So, and Amazon can knock your stuff off too, but you really shouldn't worry about that if you really put some thought and some energy into your product. If mm -hmm. not, if you just bought it off of Alibaba, I can go get your product today and turn around and sell it. It's just, it's just about the numbers too. You have to hit a certain number of sales in order for you to really get on Amazon's watch list for them to really turn around and knock you off. I think they're, they're not trying to duplicate your hundreds of sales. Right. They're not, <laughs> right, right. They're Amazon, Amazon <laughs> they're don't want your two, three hundred thousand. Exactly. You start hitting two, three hundred thousand sales. Now that's a whole different situation, right? But Amazon don't want your little two, three hundred sales. But I think one of our one of the biggest enemies that black brands, black beauty brands has, and nobody's ever talked about this before either, is the attack from Chinese or mm. Korean right. that are on that are online and they're going and they're hitting a lot of these uh, black owned brands on Amazon hitting them with bad reviews.
Mm, wow. So, so that's the thing. So they're knocking you down so that they can put something cheap that's not even as valuable as yours up. Right. So that's something that that's something that black beauty brands or uh, really black brands, I guess in general, really black beauty brands have something to worry about is that. But outside of that, that spillover traffic from um, from Facebook or from Google or wherever you at, people don't just see your ad click the link, go to your website and purchase. They will stop, they will go Google something, and then the first listing that pops up, that's what they're gonna click on. If it's Amazon, it's an easy transaction for them. It's one click, they already exactly. trust Amazon. They already trust Amazon, exactly. exactly. They know they're gonna get their stuff fast. Exactly, so you should be there. You, if somebody's going to Walmart, and that's and that's what's popping up for them, maybe they're over on Bing, and it's because people are searching for yourself over on yeah. Bing. If Bing pops up and Walmart pops up, then they should be able to go to Walmart and buy your product. So you just want to make sure that it's really about the numbers. Just work to see what your just see what your margins are. You know what this product costs. You know what your cost of goods are. You know what you you know what the fees are going to be on Walmart, and just increase the price. And I think that's another. I think that's something else that people don't think about too. Is you're selling the product on Amazon for the same price that you're selling it for on your website. Mm. Increase the price that you're selling it for on Amazon because you got pick and pack fees. Uh, like there's like some other, there's like the warehousing fee that you have yeah. to pay over on, and then there's just a fee to be on the platform itself. So raise the price so that way and you're they, they give them a reason to come buy from you <laughs> directly. I never even thought about it myself. Exactly. They give them a reason, like some advantage to come buy from you. Exactly, exactly. And as a mean. and as a huge and as a huge data player, and we can talk about that on. The, <laughs> we can talk about that. On the, <laughs> we can talk about that now. We can talk about that on the back end too. But the data that you get from Amazon. By me starting off on Amazon, I had a competitive advantage when I moved to Facebook. And mm. I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't know anybody that was around me that could articulate why the data was different. When I, I had 10,000 customers on Amazon that had bought my product, and I was able to extract that data from Amazon and then upload it into Facebook. When I had 10,000 buyers on Facebook, and I compared those two audiences, the Amazon buyers had a higher AOV than the same 10,000 mm -hmm. buyers that I got off of Facebook. And I didn't know what this, I, I could never explain anybody or, or when I would ask that question, people would just kind of look at me and be like, I don't know. They're like, both of them were buying the same. I'm like, they're buying the same product, but these people was buying it on Amazon. I made a lookalike audience of them on Facebook, made a lookalike audience of people off of Facebook on right. Facebook, and still the Amazon audience was always outperforming the Facebook audience. And then years later, I just found out that these people on Amazon are just, they're just buyers. They're just buyer buyers. They're like power buyers. Yeah. So, and that's, I think I, I think the quality of the, the yeah. quality of these buyers is just a lot higher than the quality of the buyers that I was getting on Facebook. And I think that's something that's huge that we need to think about. Like when you're when you're gathering, when you're running traffic, whether it's on YouTube or Google, or on Facebook or on TikTok. Now, the yeah. quality of the audience can be night and day, even though you got two groups of people buying the same product. You know, that's, as you just said that, because um, like I was I was what popped in my mind immediately. It's kind of like when people talk about uh, online community, right? And they're like, you know, I don't, I don't want to put it in a Facebook group. I'm gonna make my own app. I'm, gonna, I'm like, man, nobody come to your stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right. Because because Facebook is a habit, right? Exactly, like, exactly. Like browsing and engaging with content right. is a habit on Facebook, right? So it's really optimized for community, right? But as soon as you said that, what I thought about is that buying is a habit on Amazon, right? So like 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 right. on, on Facebook, I'm there to consume content correct which may end up in me purchasing something but right. really i'm there to consume content right when i'm on amazon i'm there to buy stuff correct and the people that use amazon the most right like your power users right is not because they consume the most videos and it's because they using prime the most correct because they buying the most correct and amazon just gonna keep feeding that beast exactly of what they do that makes a lot of sense yeah that that's makes what, a lot of sense. it that's does good. and then and you see and i saw it, i saw it in the data 
So somebody just starting, just somebody just starting off versus somebody having some amazing data is going to be night and day. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So again, nowadays with and nowadays with people that can track versus people that can't track, they're shutting their ass off. <laughs> so, right. so data right now is data right now is more important probably than it's ever been mm. because there's because there's a there's a lack of data floating around to people that that need to use it to track themselves. All right, let's let's go deep in this data conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I got something at the end of the day that I want to ask you. You got my mind going. I got, I got, some, I got some questions yeah. for me. I mean, for y'all, for y'all. Not for, me, not, not for me, for y'all. I got questions for y'all, for y'all. All right. So we talked about data being more important than ever, right? Yeah. And this is good because um, recently I did a show with, um, you know, somebody's been in that marketing for a long time. So you're yeah. talking about uh, starting in 2003, right? Right. I, my mind was going. I was like, 2000. You must have been. Just like, because they tell me I have upsells. I said, I bet everybody was just exactly. like, what's this? Right, right. Just, exactly. Yeah. Like, just going through the dark, just buying right. stuff, right? Right. Because it was so different. Right. Um, why is data so important now? <sighs> data is so important now because, one, the next big upset is going to be when Google removes the cookies. So mm-hmm. it's going to make it even harder for Explain you. Explain to the cookies what is, if somebody watching don't know. Yeah, so it's essentially uh, cookies is basically just a piece of code that these websites is placing in the browser, right? And, the, and it really they're placing it on your particular browser. So if you don't go through and clean out your cookies, you know, delete all your web browsing history, really delete all your web browsing cookies that another web. When you go to the website, the toolbar pops up at the bottom and it says, will you accept all these cookies? They're essentially putting a piece of code on your website or putting a piece of code on your browser so that they can track you as you go around the web. And then later on, they want to be able to pass that data back mm-hmm. to Facebook. So that's essentially what a cookie is. So Google plans on removing the cookie from the browser, which is going to make it harder for people that sell online to actually track our buyers. So that's why that's so that's one of the reasons why data is so important. The next thing is because you don't know if you're spending money on advertising, you don't know how to attribute what happened on your website or attribute what happened someplace else or attribute what happened to your text message, SMS campaigns or your email campaigns back to the first point where they came down your funnel or they came into your messaging or they came into your universe. You can't track any of that. So now a lot of, bi- a lot of businesses are shutting off their ads and they're trying to find other alternative ways to try to grow and scale their business. And you know those ways work, but they're slow. Versus if right now there's like a, a big gaping hole where your competition before you could before pretty much it was like an even playing ground. But now right. <laughs> but now it's like a desert out there. Even people that were running SEO agencies, you know, probably pre pandemic probably shut those agencies down mm. because they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't explain to their um, to their clients where, you know, where the money was going because they couldn't see a return on it. Plus the algorithm that we're and that's what we're really dealing with. Right. The advertising algorithm there wasn't a feedback loop and we talked about this on the phone the other night right with yeah. chat gt with chat gpt it needs it's a recursive process to where that algorithm is learning on itself it needs that data to be fed back into it so the more data you're able to feed back into that algorithm the smarter the algorithm gets and the more it's able to give you these types of people and that's why data is more important than it is now because yeah. now we can act now we have the ability to you know we set things up right we have the ability to now put even more data back into the algorithm than we were before. And that data, like you say, gives us better outcomes. Yes. Just like ChatGPT, right? Just, just like, chat, you know, what ex- they say, uh, trash in, trash, trash out. In, exactly. So we got to Ex- be able to feed it better. Exactly. It, as, I'm glad you took it there because I, I wanted to ask you about um, AI. Yeah. And what we're seeing with AI. Yeah. Because um, as a relation, we've been, you know, we talked a little bit about advertising. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in years of late, Facebook has already been doing like more machine learning type right, stuff, right? Right. Where Facebook would be like, hey, don't you try to set your own stuff. We got it. They're right. like, just, <laughs> just, let, right. just let us handle it. Right. <clears throat> so the other day I was thinking about this, and I went to like a few different trains of thought. Mm -hmm. I'm like, number one, is at some point where Facebook will say, hey, you don't need nobody to run these ads. We'll run them for you. Right. Because we the machine, and the machine know right. better than humans, right? right? That's like it's like a multi-part thing. That's number one. Right. Number two, I'm like, if that happens, um, how can you beat the next person? If if everybody's throwing money, right? Right. In the name person, because right now, right. like, who who runs your advertising? Or if you run better than the next person, that also is a competitive advantage. Right. Because you know you can have a better product than me, but if I know how to run better creators, better ads, all that type of stuff, right. I still can beat you to it. Right. But if everybody's just using the machine and the machine is optimizing for everybody, right. Like, what does that go? Like, 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 what do you, what, what's your thoughts? I'm curious around AI yeah. and advertising landscape and things like that. I'm gonna take it back to something that you just said that that was that was deep, and uh, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna connect it back. So first off, the algorithm, whether it's uh, the algorithm, whether it's Facebook or any any of these algorithms, especially when you're advertising and then you're sending that algorithm over to your website, the biggest thing that we're dealing with is ambiguity. So mm -hmm. even though the web, even though Facebook is scanning your website and is reading all of the words on your website and then it's deciding that, oh, well, you know, somehow they're violating the policy because of this, this, that, and the third, it really still does not understand what this website is. Correct. So it's still making guesses. Even when it's tuned in and the tracking is and the tracking is, it still really doesn't know that. So the first thing we have to start off with is like the schema data and the metadata, but really the schema data. I just added like eight pages of schema. I had never did this before. Even when I was doing SEO, I had never went this deep with it. But the algorithm is reading that schema data. So you can go to like schema.org and then you can just go and type in like people and audience and these things will pop up. But actually feeding in all of that information, my CPMs was like, uh, it was like $128. The CPMs dropped down to like $40 cause the mm -hmm. algorithm knew exactly what this website was about and exactly the type of audience that I was looking for. I didn't change anything on the platform. All I did was just change that on the website. So going back to the chat GPT thing and, and whether Facebook is not, whether Facebook is going to be able to optimize and find your audience and everything else. If you still don't have some of these foundational things down, it's still going to be a wash. Oh, I'm going to go back to something that you just said. You said that if you're going to start a group, you want to start a group on Facebook because it's built around community, right? Yeah. So what you're talking about is going with the natural flow of something versus you trying to go against it. A lot of us mm -hmm. don't understand that human behavior, human heuristics, these behavioral habits, you want to be in flow with those things and not against those things. So if you can't be in flow with those heuristics and they're trying to broaden, they're trying to um, scale you to these broader audiences, but your, but your messaging is for a very small audience, it's not going to work. The algorithm is going to, because after a while, the algorithm is going to see like, well, this audience is only so small and for big and for these machine learnings uh, and for the AIs, they need big data. Right yeah. now, chat GPT, their feet, they're opening chat GPT, chat GPT up to the internet, to uh, to Twitter. They have already started with Twitter. They started with Reddit, then they went to Twitter, but now they're, they're moving into YouTube because it needs a bigger data set so they can feed this monster so that they can learn more. It's going to be the same thing when Facebook turns around and tries to run your ads by themselves. They're going to run your ads and they're going to put that messaging out there and because that messaging isn't isn't based on the largest scale of uh, psychology. It's not going to scale well. Mm. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? You think they're going to do it? They're going to have to try it, right? Of course. 
I mean, they already, <laughs> they already trying. They already trying. If you look inside yeah. your account, they're already <laughs> suggesting that you do this and suggesting that you do that. Take these two ad sets or take these two audiences, you know, uh, mash them together. We're going to mash them together for you, and then we'll increase the budget and everything else. You just click. It's just one click. And you try that, and the next thing you know, the it tanks. Mm. So I think I think we're not there yet, but I think the moment that we get to the point to where the AI is going to walk you through all of the steps that we just said now. With, but again, you're going to have to put in if you have to put in the right prompts, or if you just be, or if you're just able to walk up to the AI and just be like, "Hey, I'm run, I'm ready to start this business. Walk me from A to Z on scaling this business to a million dollars a month." It's like, oh, well, and and what, what type of budget do I need so I can go get the loan so I can right. make sure <laughs> that I can, you know, that I can take care of everything. So I think we're probably ways away from that. Mm, good stuff, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right, I know it's probably somebody watching and I know they're taking notes and they're going in. Yeah. Um, for business owners, right, because I know one of your specialties is helping companies kind of grow and scale and, yeah. like I said, use the data they got to kind of kind of keep going. Yeah. Um, if somebody's watching, like, where do they get started with the data? Cause, cause, like, say, say they already, say they already got some customers. Yeah. They got some sales. They own yeah. platform. They doing their own. They own some platforms. They getting data in. Yeah. Like, where should they get started with, like, being able to actually um, look at what they, for one, because most people don't even know how to look at what they got, right? Right. Being able to look at what they got, measure it, and then kind of take steps on that to grow. I think the first thing they should do if they don't have Google Analytics set up is, I think the first thing they should do is open up Google Analytics. For one, make sure Google Analytics is set up on your website. Open up Google Analytics, and then on the left-hand side, whether it's you know um, whether it's Google, whether it's, whether it's GA4 that's came out now, so whether it's GA4 or whether they're using the old one because they haven't shut that one down yet, but you're able to go over to the panel on the left-hand side and go click on um, audience, and then click on um, uh, once you click on audience, then from there you be able to go to traffic, I believe. Mm -hmm. Click on that, then click on uh, then click on segment um, by source and medium. Click on that that's going to open up the data to you in a different way to where you're going to be able to see every ad set or every ad, depending on how you have your stuff mm -hmm. set up. You're going to be able to now be able to look at the data and see which one of those audiences are performing, just, just, just what I said a few minutes ago. Once one audience, you may, be, you may be targeting, you may have a lookalike audience that you created from Walmart or maybe a lookalike audience you created from Essence or lookalike audiences you created from Black Enterprise. Mm -hmm. The Black Enterprise people are coming through and the AOV is $100. The people from Essence are coming through and the AOV is $50. Well, you got, you've been spending $100 on a lookalike audience from people from Essence and you've been spending $50 on a lookalike audience mm -hmm. people from Black Enterprise. If you just double the budget of what you spend into your Black Enterprise people, now your AOV is already, you, the, money, the money that you're going to make is already going to double. Yeah. So that's one thing, that's one way that they can take the data they already have and, and get a bump from it right there. Mm -hmm. Then they can turn around and take their, their email data and they can, segment now, they can segment the email data by the number of people who have the greatest AOV, make a lookalike audience, so take that data, feed that data back into Facebook, and you can do a custom audience. You, can up, you know, people already know about custom audiences, but upload that specific data into Facebook and now you get a better quality audience from there. And then run ads to those people. It sounds like the same thing, right? Getting better data. Getting better data. Feeding better data into the system exactly. so that we can get what we need out of it. Exactly. Any and that's any system, whether it's, you know, TikTok is I I don't know what's going on with TikTok. I haven't been on the TikTok platform in a while. So trying to feed this type of data, whether it's name, email, phone number, and address into TikTok has been a challenge because they really want like data from an app. To be fed back into there. I want to know who danced the best. They, they like, hey, show me who danced the best. That's what we gonna serve these Exactly. So TikTok is like a whole different. I don't know how to get the data. I don't know how to get the data into into TikTok outside of the Pixel and and uh, and using uh and using Google. But outside of that, I don't know how to feed the data. Take data that you already have and then feed it into TikTok because they want it from an app or something. 
So, but that's that would that was that would be one thing that I would tell people to do if they already have data. Mm. And the second thing is kind of really old school, going back to your best customers and talking to them about, you know, what do you like that we do and how can we help you so that way you can upsell them something else. Or if you're good right now, and somebody actually just brought this up the other day, they was like, okay, well if I'm already if they are, if I already have a product and it's scaling, how do I scale faster or scale harder? And really, it's about figuring out, can you launch another product? Because at some point in time, mm -hmm. this product is going to start scaling downwards, and you want to make sure that you have that other product that's now scaling up. So now maybe you have some time to tweak this and reposition this in the marketplace, and now you can keep this one going up. Yeah. yeah. And, and those customers product one are probably very likely to jump on product two. They're waiting for you to release it. Exactly. Mm, yeah, which you tell people all the time, even in the digital, <laughs> <laughs> you all the time in the digital space, like, like, yeah, like you, hey. I was thinking when you just told people, you know, to, to, to talk to their best customers, somebody squirming around in their seat. People don't like talking to people no more, right? They it's, don't. But, but, you know, even this is good. Like, I've been having, you know, AI conversations. Yeah. And one of the conversations that came up is that we think there'll be a premium on connection. Absolutely. Because, right? like, as there's less and less connection because of AI, um, for the people that do connect directly with people and, you know, their audience feel like they can touch them and stuff. Because now, you know, in a second, every... Well, I was a second, everybody, everybody expert now. Right. <laughs> but in a second, everybody really going to be an expert. Right. Because they just going to be plugging stuff in. Right. To chat GPT or whatever and like, and pushing it out on the internet, making their books, making their courses, making right. their, their whatever. Right. Um, so I've been telling folks like, I think it's special if you actually have subject matter expertise on anything right now mm -hmm. and you got a track record. Right. I think a track record is going to be the premium because you're going to be able to show prior to 2023, that's what I did. Exactly. I was this dude I was this woman prior to 2023. Right. Look at all the things, because it's going to be a whole lot of people that's geniuses from this year forward. <laughs> exactly. Right? You know exactly. What I'm that's true. You'd be like, dude, like it was 43 that year. Like, what you do the first 43 years, right? <laughs> right. But it's going to be a whole lot of new geniuses. Right. But I think it's going to be a premium for people that have a track record they can right. pull forward. I think it's going to be a premium for people um, that can build connection. Absolutely. And people feel like I can connect with you. And right. people feel like, hey, you know what? I can ask you a real question. You can answer it on the spot. Exactly. Without changing, unless you got it in your ear or something like right, that. Right. Exactly. Right. They're probably, like, don't even say that. Somebody probably like, damn, that's all I need, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the one problem I didn't figure out how to solve. Exactly. Now they're exactly. going to do a hot seat at a conference, like, tell you what's your biggest issue, right? Feeding that joint back. But but I think all of that is going to be at a, at a premium, right? It's like during the, um, the pandemic. Uh, everybody stopped doing live events. Right. And a lot of live event marketers realized that they can make the same money virtual as they right. can online. Right. But I was like, great, like don't come back in person, but I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna try to go bigger exactly. than I ever had because I knew the connection. Exactly. Was like people, no matter what, people won't miss that connection. Right. And I think AI is gonna create that opportunity again. I I agree with you. And right now you see Elon Musk and a couple other tech, you know, tech people there, these tech influencers, they're saying, stop chat GPT, you know, so let's slow it yeah. down and everything. What's happening is what you just said right now, they know, is, I'm just gonna to speak to here in America. Here in America, there's a big issue with loneliness. People mm -hmm. are disconnected. So that's why, we, so everything that I'm saying going this way is what makes what you just said so so much more powerful because people wanna be connected. They right. wanna to be together. They wanna to feel that, that energy that you feel when you're at TSP. You can't feel that from Zoom. <laughs> correct. From the That's Zoom correct. screen with the kids in the background or somebody else actually. For no matter how much you think it's, it's the same, same it's, it's not. Nev it's never going to be the same. It's just, it's just like, you know, 
the, what the Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I right. am there. There's a spirit that's there that's inside the room when you're at TSP. You, you're not getting that spirit at your crib. <laughs> you got <laughs> to be there. You got to be there to feel that spirit. And, and, all, and all. But, anyway, well, going, but going back to this AI, the AI is, is going to fit. First off, there's something that's called alpha persuasion. Right. So AI is operating on a different level of persuasion than the regular person. And then from there, they're saying AI is going deeper down into the in, into the into the nervous system to where now the next the next layer, the next level of relationship that it wants to develop with you is intimacy. Mm-hmm. Now it wants to develop this very intimate relationship and we can go very dark on the intimate thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the biggest site that gets the most traffic on, <laughs> on mm-hmm. the web. Now imagine a whole bot and a whole environment, a whole mid journey experience to where you can have your VR glasses on and now you absorbed into that. But it's hard to kind of pull you back from that into the real world, into reality. Right. And so in order for them to make money with these apps, because we run ads on these platforms. At some point in time, we'll be running ads in the mid-journey world or some sort of meta space or whatever the case may be, which means that people have to be in there, which means that people have to be addicted to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's where, if we, if we don't create these environments for people to come together and feel this connection between each other, people are gonna find that connection on their own Hopefully, sitting in front yeah. of their laptop with ChatGPT or some other version of ChatGPT and the AI. Mm. That's where it's going. That's why that's why they're saying we need to put a six month pause on this thing so we can figure out how to regulate it so we can kind of take people, get people off of this new drug because it's a psychological drug. That's what chat GPT is when they really open it up. It's a psychological drug. Mm. So good. I know people <laughs> like, man, it's good. I want to hear more. <laughs> Lucky for them, if really? they want to hear more, they can. Yes. Because you are part of Next Level Ambition, one of the co-founders of y'all just launched a podcast. We did. All right, tell me about the podcast. The podcast is called Scaling Uncensored. So basically, what you just, how you just heard me rattling off here, I got, there's two other aliens with me. So it's, <laughs> it's Tommy it's Powell. It's kind of on board, but you call them aliens. Yeah. Oh, they, <laughs> they, know, they know. So, I mean, we, we, be, we, be in, we be in rooms sometimes, and uh, uh, Tommy Powers or Tommy Traffic and Kyra Varier, they'll be talking to the client, and the client will be sitting there, and his eyes are just like blinking, and I know that he, had, <laughs> he didn't understand anything that she just, she just said for like the last 20 seconds. So then I'll translate. He'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think so. Yeah, so they're, they're on board for being called aliens. But we just try to sit down and just try to give people just, just what we're doing here, real talk. So yeah. that way, especially for our people, because we think these conversations that we're having we're in these rooms where VC, uh, VC back brands or PE back brands, they're giving them the money, but now the founder is just kind of sort of on their own and they really don't know what the, what the next step should be. So they're not having these conversations with our brands even out in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we can have those types of conversations with them and really give them the real and give them, you know, give them a cheat code too if we can. I love it. And yeah. available on all podcast platforms? All podcast platforms is available. Perfect. All yeah. right. All right. So, uh, man, I appreciate you coming through. I appreciate you. How can people me. follow you? How can they find you if they want to, you know, get more nuggets from you online? Yeah. So they can follow me on Facebook. So it's Tyron Spear, T-I-E-R-O-N Spear. And that's my name on all platforms, whether it's IG. Actually, on IG, it's uh, Tyron Ecom. So you can follow me on IG or on Facebook. All right. So there you got it, y'all. So make sure you follow his brother. Hey, I'm telling you, the information you got there is just the tip of the iceberg. Make sure you listen to the new podcast. It's going to bless you. It's going to give you what you need to know and then allow you to tap into a next level of information, unlike what we often see in here just online day to day. And, and I'm going to encourage you to do that, right? I think so many times we can get trapped into a cycle where um, there's a lot of content out right now. 
and it's more coming day by day. It's a lot on Instagram. It's a lot on TikTok, and it's really not moving the needle. It's mm-hmm. really not pushing you forward. But this new podcast is going to do exactly that. So we'll make sure we got the link down below in the show notes to make sure you click it, make sure you follow it, make sure you get a taste of it. Listen, again, this is Tip of the Iceberg. We'll see you next week. Another amazing guest, another amazing episode of the Traffic, Sales, and Profit Show. The Combo, your home for conversations on Black entrepreneurship and wealth. Available on your favorite platforms.